This is the Social Savvy Geek Show with Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. Thank you for tuning in to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're catching the live show or replay, thank you so very much for listening. I'm Laura Pensatencio, and last season I talked about how to market your online programs or courses. This season, we are focusing on marketing for in-person events. Today, we're covering how to attract your ideal clients to your next event. So I've talked quite a bit in seasons one and two about the importance of creating an ideal client avatar, aka buyer persona. I've touched on how to do this exercise and how doing it made me or made a huge difference for my business. It changed the way I spoke to people about my business, um, it changed my email messaging, everything became more personal. People started responding to my emails and engaging more with me. Um, and they were responding to my marketing messages as though they were personal one-to-one messages, which is awesome. And all of that is true. Now imagine the power of getting a room full of people who are all versions of your ideal client. It can happen. The focus of today's show is how to use online marketing to attract your ideal clients to in-person events. By clearly defining exactly who you're trying to attract, by calling them out, and by pre-qualifying them, you can fill room full of exactly the right type of people. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about using your avatar to attract your ideal clients to your in-person events. It's important to craft your marketing message in a way that feels as though you're speaking directly to one person. This requires that you're crystal clear about who you can best serve through your event and exactly who you're attracting through your messaging. Defining your ideal client will help you create better, more actionable content, both for your event itself and for the marketing materials you use to fill your event. The more targeted your audience is, the easier it is to create content that establishes you as an authority in your niche and attracts a group of like-minded people. When you're hosting a live event, you want to make sure the people you will attract will feel like they are in exactly the right place. They should look around and feel like they are surrounded by their peers, like they've come home, if you will. Have you ever been to an event where you felt like you were in exactly the right place at exactly the right time? That is the feeling you want your attendees to have. And getting the right people in the room starts with messaging you use to attract your audience. So use the information that you've gathered about your avatar to create the perfect experience for them. If you haven't done this epi- or episode, right? If you haven't done this exercise yet, uh, grab your free copy of our avatar workbook, workbook from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and you can walk through this process step by step. Um, so keying in on your ideal client will impact virtually every aspect of your marketing and sales process for your event. And this includes your marketing calendar. What is the ideal timing for your event? When is your ideal client most likely to attend? Like time of year, 
weekend versus weekday, what time of day, when will they actually show up? You need to know. It informs planning your event. What solutions is your avatar searching for right now? What need or gap can you fill? How can you present this in a way that appeals to your avatar? Marketing will not fix a broken idea, so having and providing an appropriate solution at the end of your funnel is pretty important. Uh, this informs community building. Making your avatar feel like they are part of a movement or larger purpose can be the motivation they need to show up in person. The opportunity to meet like-minded people in person is huge. This will inform your content marketing. What blog posts, videos, podcasts, content upgrades, etc., should you create to attract and convert your avatar? It informs your paid traffic. Which ad platforms should you buy traffic from and what targeting options should you use? It informs your copywriting. How should you describe your event and your email marketing and ads in a way that speaks to your avatar and compels them to attend? This definitely informs your email marketing. Which avatar should receive a specific email marketing campaign? Is this event something that would appeal only to a local audience? How far would your ideal attendee be willing to travel? A one hour workshop is likely to attract a hyper local audience, while a three day workshop can often attract an international audience. This really matters when you're planning. How can you speak directly to your avatar so they feel like you wrote just to them? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Each part of your marketing and sales process that touches your customer will improve when you know exactly who your avatar is and how you can best serve them. In the end, it's a human being. One person that you're talking to that's buying your product and service that's coming to your event you need to speak to that person and knowing who they are allows you to speak or write definitively and with passion. So your energy and your enthusiasm will not only attract your ideal client, but also other people who identify with your message. And then when you get these people into the same room together, you have done yourself a huge favor. Do not be afraid to niche down and ask for who you really want because you may get them to love you and then all these people who came together because of you will be in your room, in front of you, face to face. It is very powerful. I love online marketing like nobody's business and video is amazing. But being in the physical presence of a person is different. It is stepping this up. So if you want to get people into high level VIP like retreats and want to motivate them to get on a plane and fly across the country or from another country, then you really need to know who you're speaking to and make them feel like it is worth coming to your event and purchasing that travel and coming across. I mean, some people who come in here for events to Social Media Day Denver or who go into San Diego for um, social media marketing world coming from all over the world. And the reason they're doing this is because the marketing that was used spoke to them, speaks to me, says, please come to this event. It is for you because A, B, C. This is for people like you because this is, this is what we're giving you. And this is not for you if A, B, C, other thing. And you should not come if this. 
You want to tell people why they should come and you want to tell people if it's not a fit for them because it's just important in helping people be pre-qualified to know why they should come and why they shouldn't come. Because if they're not in the right place right now, they're going to come in and feel unappreciated or in the wrong space or have bad energy and it can ruin the mood of the room. So you really want to focus on getting the right people in the room at the right time. And that's what we're talking about today. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. I will be sharing more about using online advertising and online marketing to get butts in seats at your in-person event when we return from this break from our sponsors. Mark your calendars, boys and girls. Social Media Day Denver is coming soon. Every year on June 30th, social media fans around the world come together each year to celebrate the myriad of ways in which social media has radically changed our lives for the better. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018. Collaborate with influencers, leaders, and dynamic speakers. Social Media Day Denver is a full-day conference full of recognized leaders in the social media industry, both locally and nationally. You don't want to miss out. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018, and receive exclusive insider social media knowledge, relevant and actionable content you can apply immediately into your business, make impactful connections and relationships for life, and meet and chat with the experts. This event is enlightening and fun for entrepreneurs and small business owners and anyone else who wants to be a part of this dynamic group of social media experts. Find out more at socialmediadaydenver.com. What is all the buzz about with Boost Biz Ed? Known for the past eight years as Boost Denver to their regulars, Boost Biz Ed Denver connects experienced business educators who have a heart to teach with brave and talented business owners who seek to learn new skills in a free-to-the-public format. By attending these Boost Power Sessions, small business owners and solopreneurs take away immediate, life-changing, actionable items that radically catapult their business trajectories. Please join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. That's downtown at the Spaces Ball park location see boostbized.com for more details with each boost session you attend you'll walk away empowered to apply specific action that will immediately improve your business who doesn't want to do that their speaker topics include leadership sales marketing and other subjects vital to the success of any business boost biz ed attracts great people networking happens naturally here before and after all boost sessions again join them the first and third wednesdays of each month from 9 30 to 11 a.m downtown at the spaces ballpark location see boostbized.com for more details we now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pence Atencio, on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence Atencio. I'm sharing with you how to use or how using the right language in your messaging and advertising can fill your events with exactly the right people. Download your free avatar workbook to define your ideal client. Visit the show notes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast to get yours now. Refer back to season one, episode two for more information about how to do this particular exercise. My favorite avatar is named Julie. And here is how knowing Julie helps me to market in-person events. She is our primary ideal client. She's the perfect candidate for VIP events. Knowing Julie's backstory allows me to speak directly to her in our marketing, and this is especially effective when writing email copy and Facebook ads. 
Putting Julie across the table or on the other end of the messages makes writing so much more, much easier and more effective. Whenever I'm reviewing copy, whether I wrote it myself or had it written on my behalf, I ask, would Julie like this? Would she take action? And if the answer is no, then we don't use it. We have to try again. In your free workbook, you'll notice that the categories are flexible. Um, the included worksheet is a tool to help you get real with your avatar. If you're driving, you can grab this workbook later and you can listen to the replay from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast or on iTunes. So Julie's interests, the ones that inform marketing for VIP events um, are business, entrepreneurship, and motivational speaking. These are topics that we want to speak to and call out in our marketing so that she knows that she's actually interested in the content that we're providing. Her values could inform how the event is conducted and presented. So on her value section of the sheet, it says she's conservative, libertarian, Christian, modern feminist, equal rights, loves America, and she's crunchy. So how is that pertinent? Well, we would want to make sure that our ads lead to sales pages, which make it clear that her values are in alignment with ours. This could be subtle, including information about healthy snacks and on-site recycling would appeal to her crunchy nature. Uh, providing information or links to local places of work worship shows that we care for her if this event includes weekends. I know when I'm traveling and I'm going to be out of town on a Sunday, I'm like Googling and looking and I'm asking the hotel people and it would be nice if people would just provide me with a sheet that shows local churches so I could find one I and mean, have to do it all myself. So it shows that you care if you anticipate the needs of your audience. So she knows her sources of information, like knowing what she's already reading and listening to clues us into what language is already familiar and comfortable using similar wording in moderation, like don't copy or plagiarize, but just use it as inspiration for how you develop your language. Um, quoting her favorite people can also let her know that we have similar tastes. So if somebody quotes Amy Porterfield to me, I'm like, yeah. That's right. I love her too. And I instantly feel like I have something in common with you. So if you know who your ideal client is listening to and you quote some of that back to them, it makes them feel uh, an affinity with you faster. So her attitude definitely informs how we write. So her attitude is bold, outspoken, confident, enthusiastic, giving. She's a natural leader and an expert networker. So we need to use language that appeals to her. Since she is bold and confident, we can call her out and ask her to take action. As a natural leader and expert networker, we can expect her to invite others once she's committed so we can give her the tools to do that effectively. So that's a win. Her challenges and frustrations, this is the key stuff we need to be focusing on when appealing to Julie. This is what will motivate her to do to, to do things and to take action. Um, she wants to do it all now. She's trying to juggle family, civic work responsibilities. She doesn't have enough time. She doesn't have enough help. She knows what she wants and how to get it, but not how to implement the steps and prioritize marketing effectively. She needs support. So when we speak to these struggles and we offer solutions, she wins, we win. It attracts her to us. It's, it's just a really good fit with the language. So her objection and roadblocks these objections are real, but we may want to be a little bit more subtle when addressing them in ads because speaking to these in follow-ups and reminders can be useful if done properly, but you want to use a light touch. Um, she's 
afraid her objections and roadblocks are um, too much business at once could lead to public failure. Uh, success could cause ostracism from friends or family uh, or make a change in her home relationships. She's afraid her book won't sell, secretly feels unworthy or good enough. Um, exposure, censure, humiliation, loss of friendships, loss of control. Like these are things that might make her think, oh, I can't go. I can't do this. You do want to address them, but use a light touch. Um, not necessarily want to call someone out and say, do you feel afraid? Because then they'll be like, no, I'm not afraid. <laughs> um, her goals and desires. So these need to be worked into the ads. She wants to be on national, international stage as a keynote speaker and highly paid. Uh, wants her books on bestseller list. Wants exclusive high-end clients. So these are things you can speak to in your marketing that she'll say, yeah, I want that. You're talking to me. This is right. Um, her dreams. This is the stuff of titles and subtitles, serving and living in ease, successful in home and business, the ability to choose where to focus, whether it's uh, civil or philanthropic work, um, time to travel, live, write, you know, home and family are secure, leaving a legacy. This is the kind of stuff that people really, they're burning desire. So if you speak to these things and call them out, um, it's really effective. So you want to know what the dreams and desires of your ideal client are. So you can speak to that because then they're listening and you can get into, you know, the objections and the light touch further down in the copy. So hope you can see how knowing what your avatar is thinking and dreaming about can help you speak to them so directly that they are nodding along thinking, yes, yes, that's me. I need this. This is for me. And thoughts like these can work. For, they can work for you. So think about a time that you've been looking at an advertisement or reading an email and it really got you. That is what happens when the person writing the copy really understands what you need and how you need to hear about it. Speaking of ads, as you see good copy in email and ads, start a file with screenshots that so that you will have them as examples when you need them. Keep an eye on what works. What do you like? What motivates you? What types of ads does your ideal client like? You're listening to the Social Side of Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. If you want to check out what I'm up to, you can find events both on my website at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash events or on Facebook at the Social Savvy Geek Show. We're going to get uh, more information for you today uh, about using languaging in Facebook ads and how this affects your um, attracting your people to your local or national or international events. We actually have a guest coming on who specializes in Facebook ads for events. Yay. Um, I use it, but it's not my daily activity. I'm not in the trenches daily getting in there into the Facebook, you know, ads manager doing the stuff. But uh, Monica, <laughs> not Monica Miller this time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the week of Monica's. You'll love all the Monica's. But we're going to get some more information for you on how to actually um, use this messaging to attract people so that they actually want to click on your ad and read through to your, to your landing page. It's super important. But I have been collecting what I call good copy for years. When I see an email and I'm like, ooh, this is good. Oh, I, I, I saved that sucker. I have got files and files. So when I'm trying to come up with um, a plan or marketing campaign for my own clients, I can take inspiration from 10 years of copy that I've collected. Um, if copywriting isn't your strong suit, then this is even more important because you need to have this collection of things 
So you can work with a copywriter and say, here's what I love. Here's here's what's good to me. And also, if you see something that's really bad, you could save just a couple examples of this is horrible and I hate it. Please don't do this. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a whitelist and a blacklist. And you need to know um, what type of language and copy will appeal to you and your audience and what kind of language is just not okay. I mean, this is me. Uh, I if you if I'm reading your copy, and you're not using the Oxford comma, I'm pulled out, I'm no longer nodding along like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, where's the comma? This is a list. Why didn't you use it? And I'm so off in some other tangent about grammar, um, ending sentences with prepositions, that'll pull me out of your copy faster than anything. Um, you know, sometimes we speak a little differently than we write. So if people want to get super conversational, and that's okay. And marketing grammar is different different than English grammar or research writing grammar, and you can get a little loosey-goosey with it. For example, I use a lot more ellipses in marketing writing than I would use if I were writing a letter or paper or an email or something. And there's a reason for that. Those three dots, dot, 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 ellipses, those are a signal that there's more to come and you should keep reading. We are programmed when we see that to keep on going. So in marketing, it makes total sense when you want someone to read the next line to use that, whereas you normally wouldn't. But these are just considerations to think about when you're, how are you writing? What does your language look like? It needs to be effective and engaging your audience. It needs to draw them in. And you need to keep them there by not jarring them out of this experience that they're having with you and your words. Um, kind of like if you're having a conversation with someone and everything's going along swimmingly and all of a sudden they just drop an F-bomb out of the blue for no reason. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Now, if you're in a comfortable place and those are flying like crazy, it's not going to draw you out, but you need to keep things um, kind of on an even keel. And you can throw some stuff in there for shock value if it's on purpose in, in a reason. Um, but really, really think about what is the end goal what action do you want people to take and move them smoothly from ad to, to landing page and then from landing page to purchase? And depending on the size of the event, you could need more copies. So if it's a local workshop, it could literally be ad to landing page with a payment button and that's it. That could be the whole thing. If you're trying to get people to fly in here from Australia and New Zealand and England and you want people to travel far, that's not the best way. You're going to need a little bit more copy, a little bit more wooing, and you would want to go, for example, from an advertisement to a blog article or a podcast that gets into the type of content that would be interesting to these people. And from there, you can offer them the landing page with a payment and that may or may not have been enough wooing. So you'll want to get them into the email and keep sending them the information, which is why we need all this copy. Because this is going to be copy and copy and copy. Just because something's in person doesn't mean you don't go through the whole online funnel. You could do the 90-day launch for an in-person event. The only difference is now you've got to convince people they need to get on an airplane or in a car or on a bus or on a subway and physically move themselves to where you're going to be. So it's a very valuable experience once you get them in the room, but motivating people to physically move can be even more difficult than asking them to take an online course. And there, people have a preference. Some people 
will say, oh, I want an on- I want an online course or I want an in-person event and they're kind of predisposed to like one or the other. And those will be the, the easy low hanging fruit. But I mean, for me, if you want me to fly across the country, you better entice me because not only do I need a plane ticket and travel and all that because I love to travel, but then I'm gonna have to leave my little four year old at home. Oh, you better have a good reason or I'm not traveling to see you unless I can, you know, bring her with me, which is sometimes, sometimes that can happen. Uh, let's see. Yes, Facebook ad. So when we get back, we're going to be talking to uh, Monica Gutierrez, and she is local here in Colorado, up in Salida, and you're going to love her. So we'll be doing that in a second. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm our Pensio. If you want to see more about these workshops I'm having locally, go to socialsavvygeek.com forward slash workshops. Check out that landing page. See what you like. And then hop into our Facebook group, the Social Savvy Geek Show Insiders. And we will be right back with special guest Monica Gutierrez after these word from our sponsors. I'm Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. Major indexes are modestly higher on Wall Street. The Dow is up 56 points. The Nasdaq up 27 points. The S&P 500 is up 7 points. A meeting at the White House this afternoon on tariffs. Investors seem to sense that President Trump seems to be open to carve-outs for steel coming in from countries like Mexico and Canada. An announcement officially could come tomorrow. More people applied for unemployment benefits last week than expected, lifting the number from a 48-year low, but the job market remains tight. Tomorrow, the government releases the big February jobs report. Weight Watchers will launch a line of quick prep meal kits at grocery stores. It's already partnered with Sheft, which gives customers the option of choosing Weight Watchers approved meals. And Mattel is out with International Women's Day Barbie dolls, including Amelia Earhart and snowboarding champion Chloe Kim today. CNB. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple trick. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the 1690 KDMT skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play 1690 KDMT. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon, Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Money Talk 1690 AM. Is there such a thing as too much democracy? The founders thought so. A new free ebook from the Bob Zadek Show tells the story of the Great Compromise at the Constitutional Convention and the prediction by certain founders of a dangerously powerful federal government to come. Secret Sauce, the founders' original recipe for limited American democracy, combines select interviews with top historians, economists, and legal scholars to show how our democracy has been hijacked by special interests to undermine our personal freedoms rather than protect them. Bob Zedek believes in freedom first with democracy as a safeguard. Secret Sauce covers the American Revolution to the pivotal Supreme Court decisions that have eroded the freedoms this country was founded upon. Get your free PDF or Kindle edition at BobZedek.com. That's Bob. Zadek.com or on Amazon. Discover where the founders went wrong and which ideas can combine into the secret sauce for reviving American democracy now and beyond. Secret Sauce, the founders' original recipe for limited American democracy. Now available at BobZadek.com. 
Take your home like it is and let us help you make it like you want it. Hi, Dan Cicchini, Dunright Kitchens and Baths, Windows and Doors. We've been doing just that for over 30 years now. 800-362-8370 or drhi.com. Hey, we know this radio station is your favorite, but did you know you can find even more great Christian stations now on christianradio.com? More stations, more podcasts, and more uplifting faith-building programs. Download the app now by visiting christianradio.com. Now, back to the social savvy geek, Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. We are here with our special guest, Monica Gutierrez. Monica is a digital marketing specialist and the owner of Mariposa Marketing, a marketing agency that specializes in event promotion and Facebook advertising for growing small and mid-sized businesses. She has a decade of marketing experience working with businesses ranging from real estate to veterinary medicine. She enjoys working with business owners and decision makers to build a strong marketing strategy and implement effective, measurable, and cost-efficient marketing techniques into their businesses. She's a runner, yogi, outdoor enthusiast, and animal lover. She lives in the beautiful mountain town of Salida, Colorado with her husband, Kieran McCarthy, and their two fur babies, Eli and Addison, two high-energy cattle dogs. Thank you for joining us, Monica. Thanks for having me, Laura. You're so welcome. I have dog sat for some of those cattle dogs, by the way. You are not kidding about the energy. <laughs> yeah, it keeps me active. That's sure. <laughs> they just go and go and go forever, and they're the they're the sweetest things, though. They're so loyal. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you are the absolute most perfect guest we could have today. I'm so excited that you're here. You run, you're so welcome. You run local workshops of your own. So you actually use what you teach. How is staying in the trenches, so to speak, helped you to help your clients? Well, I think it's just, it's good to have a personal perspective on where your clients are coming from, you know, no matter what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. if you can understand their goals, their fears, even their budget, (laughs) and besides with that, (laughs) then I think it kind of, it puts you in a better position to serve them. And so you're not just rec- making recommendations and saying, I think this will work. You can say, I know this works. I've done it. And I think that carries a lot of value. Absolutely. I completely agree, especially about the budget part, since it's changing so often. If you're not in the trenches, how would you know? Um, totally. Yeah. And nobody has, not everybody has, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to spend. So you can empathize with that and then have to get creative <laughs> with leveraging lower cost options. I think that's helpful too. Absolutely. And why did you choose Facebook as your preferred ad platform? Well, a few reasons. So the first one and the one that is free and easy mm-hmm. is just the simple act of creating a Facebook event. And I think a lot of people, you you know that, you know, there's events in town, it will likely have a Facebook event. But I think a lot of businesses don't realize that if they're doing something, even something small, mm-hmm. creating that free Facebook event is, a, is an easy way just to get the word out there. There's actually an app called mm-hmm. Facebook Local that kind of... Uh, brings all of these events together for people to easily see and search for events in their area. Oh. So that's just a, a really easy way to um, to utilize a Facebook event. And then in addition to that, the more um, the part that actually gets you the reach and more attendance is promoting. And so the ad platform is incredibly dynamic and the audience 
is very broad. You can target very well with Facebook. Um, so to do to use Facebook ads, leveraging the, those to get an event out there is very very effective. Awesome. So what tips can you give us about using Facebook ads to fill events? Well, I said the first one is add a few. <laughs> so the first one is actually, <laughs> I could go off on this. I'm trying to keep it brief for you. There's a way you can, so you've created that free event. I mean, if you do nothing else, at least do that. And you can do that yourself. Um, but then you can boost that event. And this is an easy way to just get the word out. And they Facebook's recently created a way to boost an event with two different objectives. And so when Ooh. I say Facebook, yeah, that's, <laughs> if you know what I mean by Facebook, yeah, that's snazzy. So yeah, snazzy. So you're not just randomly, you know, putting it out there. So Facebook, you have an objective, which means, you know, the purpose, how they're optimizing that mm-hmm. ad. And so one of them is to increase awareness. So just to get the word out, that's something that obviously makes sense to do early on and, well before your event and then you can also boost it to sell tickets so if you have an event where you're trying to get people to actually register and preferably pay you money Mm -hmm. um, then that would be uh, another good objective to use when you're just boosting that event so that's a, that's a, a good little tip there And then another one that's related to Facebook, not necessarily ads, Mm -hmm. is using Facebook Live. Yes. So this is a good (laughs) one. I'm sure you've talked about it before. It's it's one of those scary ones for many business owners. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody wants to get in front of that camera. But um, if you, it's it's a great way to to promote your event before the fact Mm -hmm. um, and get the word out that way. And then you can use ads to get that video out. That's a whole nother strategy. Absolutely. So good. Those are two. I have more, but I'll give you those two for now. Yeah, People are going to have to follow up with you to get more, of course. Um, And as I mentioned to you uh, previously, um, I'm sure that I'll have you on again because Facebook ads is something that people want to know lots about and we can't fit it all into one little interview. Um, (laughs) So have you seen any difference in marketing uh, locally versus a wider audience uh, using these methods? Well, I think when you're talking about locally, uh, the the Facebook events, uh, creating that actual event within Facebook, you can leverage that a mm-hmm. little bit better because, like I said, you can tag or you can state the location of the event and you can even tag it so people searching there can find it. Mm-hmm. And then when you're when you're doing local marketing, it's also nice to leverage other local publications and event calendars too. Mm-hmm. A wider audience does really well with uh, primarily when you're using that digital presence. It's just a, a less expensive way to reach that broader audience when, you know, print and things like that wouldn't make sense. So digital for both, but I'd say focus more on digital if you're doing a wider audience, like mm-hmm. a webinar or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. So have you seen better success by using specific language or messaging to call out particular people? Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of marketing 101, right? You have to know your audience (laughs) regardless of what you're promoting, whether it's an event or anything. So uh, understanding that, not something that I always get 
in touch with with my with my clients is you know who are we talking to because if you're talking to everyone you're talking to no one exactly so <laughs> so if you try and of course you think if you're running an event I just want people to come right right but you kind of want the right people to come as well so if you uh, speak to those people in a way that attracts them so if your event is solving a specific pain point, for mm-hmm. example, like a workshop, then you want to appeal to the people who have that pain point and use messaging and language that that caters to them. You know, if you're talking about business owners or the specific issue or authors or whomever you're speaking to, then it matters to know that. Right. So I was curious how you would specifically do that and then what was your result from using a specific niche or calling someone out by their title or what you're looking for? Like, do you have an example? Well, so in terms of messaging, it kind of, it it matters to first and foremost know your audience. And then for messaging itself, to know what's worked in the past. So Mm -hmm. if you're running, um, if you're working with a business who knows their audience and is doing an event, mm-hmm. for example, for that audience, then, you know, how did you attract those people to your business in general and and kind of tailoring any messaging to them? Mm-hmm. And like I said, kind of pointing out their pain points uh, that that event might be solving and then also their interests. So if it's, um, if it's related to business owners who need help with advertising or mm-hmm. accounting or whatever you're talking about, right. um, making sure that you're, you're talking about that interest as well. And you're getting more granular than just all the business owners in Colorado, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And now where can people find out more about you? Well, I am, I have a website. My website is um, Mariposa Marketing. And so Mariposa is Spanish for butterfly. So mm-hmm. it's spelled M-A-R-I-P-O-S-A marketing.co. There's no M on that domain. Uh-huh. Um, I'm also, <laughs> it's important to know that, I'm also on Facebook at Mariposa Marketing. And then Instagram, I, I'm pretty active there as well mm-hmm. from kind of a personal and business perspective and that's at Monica Marketer and so you can see me post a little bit about where you know I like to hike and go with my dogs and all of that good stuff Um, Mm -hmm. and then also marketing there too. (laughs) I use my Instagram a little bit uh, more personally as well as business as well that's the kind of the inside view of hey I'm a real person here I am. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) And did you say that you did have um, a download? I do yes so uh I'm offering a tip list to your audience, and it's how to plan a successful event. So you will have some tips on the pre-planning, the day of, and then some post-planning tips as well for your event. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Monica. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. When we return, we'll be giving you tips and answering your questions. 
As an entrepreneur, how does this sound to you? Learn how to make your marketing work for you without becoming a slave to your business, even if you don't have a big list. Does this sound like crazy talk? Because it doesn't have to be. This is how marketing is supposed to work. With a proven plan and systems that work, you can make your marketing a powerful, unstoppable force. Monica Miller of Monica Writes and Laura Pence Atencio of Social Savvy Geek have combined their genius to bring you marketing that converts. Simple, proven systems that can make the difference between scrambling to find your next client and a thriving business with sold-out events, wait lists for private coaching, and online program sales that used to be out of reach. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Looking for adult education classes, workshops, and seminars in Denver? Colorado Free University offers a wide array of adult education classes in the Denver metro area. Their programs include Spanish lessons and classes and other foreign language classes, CompuSkills computer training classes, as well as arts and crafts classes, dance classes, writing classes, career and business classes and seminars, classes in personal growth and development, performing arts workshops, special events, and much more. They recognize that many of the folks who take classes at CFU are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. An area of focus in their programming is putting together a great selection of social media training and online marketing. These days, you can't do business without learning at least a little about using social media and other online marketing tools for your business. Get more information at freeu.com. That's freeu.com. That's free, the letter U, dot com. We now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pence Atencio, on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. Welcome back to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence Atencio. Join our Facebook group by visiting our page and clicking the button that says Visit Group. Right now, I'm sharing with you takeaways about in-person events. Marketing for in-person events presents its own set of challenges. In some ways, it's easier and more familiar to people than a webinar, and in other ways, it can be more difficult. You have to factor in people's willingness to travel and the logistics of hosting a live event. Regardless, honing in on the most effective language to engage your ideal client and convince them to take the actions of registering and showing up is that much easier when you know exactly who you're talking to and how they feel about taking these actions. Do not skip developing your avatar. It will save you time, energy, and money. As you run your events, make sure to ask for feedback so you can start using the exact language that your attendees use. This isn't a one and done exercise. As you learn more and more about your audience and clients, you can continuously improve your avatar and further develop their story. The more accurate it gets, the better your results will be. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Now it's time for Q&A. Yay! I love this part. It's really fun. Okay. Question number one. How do I know if I'm getting the right people registered for my event? Hmm. Well, when they show up, you're going to see real fast. But if you want to kind of get um, a feel for it before then, you can take your registrants and um, kind of look at them 
on Facebook, see who they are, what they're about, and you can get a feel for whether your market is hitting the right people or not. Um, and if it is, then yay, keep doing what you're doing. But if you see, just as an example, you are hosting an event for accountants, but you didn't specifically state that, and you've got like a bunch of auto mechanics coming, then you're going to need to either adjust your presentation right quick, or you're going to need to um, start getting the right people in there. Um, so be very clear in your messaging about who you want so that you can attract the right people. Question two, what if no one is signing up? What did I do wrong? Well, it could be any number of things, but I would say, um, start with the obvious thing, check your headline, see if you're calling people out. Um, if you change the headline and that doesn't work, then try a different image in your ad and then the image could be the thing. Um, if your targeting is right, meaning you're actually um, advertising to an audience that's interested in what you have and they're not signing up, it is possible that your advertisement and your landing page are not in alignment. So check and make sure that you're not surprising people when they go from your ad to your landing page. You want to make sure that you set expectations and then meet them. So sometimes you'll go to a, a page and you think it's going to be one thing and it's something else and that's, ooh, get out of here. So make sure that what you're promising your ad that the page they go to is the logical next step. And then if you do that, and it's still not converting, you might perhaps change the landing page from a sales page to a blog article that explains why they need what you're selling and then to the landing page. If it's not those things, jump in the Facebook group because I don't know <laughs> until you tell me what exactly you're doing or not doing. Okay, next question. I'm planning my first event. How do I know what type of copy I should use? I don't know where to start. Haha. -ha. This is why I'm saying you need to start collecting up other people's copy that you like. Um, see what your peers are using. And if what they're using is horrible, don't copy it. And if it is really good, then you can uh, internalize that and then use your own words to say similar things. Um, but typically, if you're seeing the same type of copy for an extended amount of time, it's because it's working. So if you catch an ad or an email series that's running for years, it's likely good or they wouldn't be putting all these advertising dollars behind it. Um, yeah, so try that. Look at your peers, see what they're doing that's good, and then don't copy it word for word because that's rude, but take it and use your own words to convey a similar message. Last question. I'm promoting small events locally and I want to do a larger event later. The audience is the same aside from location. Should I advertise internationally from the start? Hmm. Too bad Monica's not still on. We could ask her Facebook targeting questions. Um, I would say that depends on your budget. If you have a big budget, then I would start the international awareness soon or as soon as you can um, but make it list building efforts to get them into your email so that when you're ready to launch that international uh, you have their contact information but I wouldn't go straight to the event with them when you're doing the local because they're not going to look at it anyway it's not going to connect with them so as far as your the bulk of your budget I would definitely uh, focus on the hyper local uh, events first build those out and then get your testimonials and your languaging and focus your budget there where it's going to do the most good. Um, if you do put some budget towards international, make that awareness building 
and make let people know that you're alive and that you do things and but don't put that budget toward toward, toward the local workshop because they're not going to appeal to it and they might actually start hiding your ads before you have something that uh, appeals to them so yes you can market to them but not exactly the same thing at this point and if you don't have time to create an awareness campaign while you're doing the local marketing then just do the local marketing that would be my best advice for that right now you're listening to the social savvy geek show i'm laura pensitencio find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com we've been talking about how to attract your ideal clients to your next in-person event announcements speaking of workshops i have an upcoming workshop series it's wednesdays in march on the 7th 14th and 21st at office evolutions aurora location is in southlands mall check socialsavvygeek.com forward slash workshop for details if you've missed you know one because you haven't been that's okay these are standalone and also a series so you do not have to take them in order uh probably unsurprisingly i do teach uh messaging and avatar development and you know the other things i talk about on this radio show exactly the stuff that i'm teaching there so if you've been questioning uh how do i get this stuff done for myself that's how you come see me in person at the workshop and on the landing page it says who this is for and who this is not for like it's for speakers authors coaches influencers people who have um online or in-person um, speaking and information products. It's not for people who have e-commerce sites or are looking to um, sell a lot of products because that's not what we're going on. So check out the landing page so you can see testimonials, calling people out by who it's for, who it's not for. It's a fairly good example. So even if you're not coming, you can still look at the, you can look at the thing. I promise. I won't jump out of the screen and bite you. All right, Monica is hosting a blogging workshop on March 15th in Fort Collins. She also has one coming up in Denver in April. We will keep you posted on that. Social Media Day Denver happens June 30th every year. Um, they have announced their featured speaker, speakers, including myself. Yay. And sponsorship opportunities are available right now. So contact Aaron Sell at socialmediadaydenver.com for more information on that. Um, join us right here next time as we share where to market your next in-person event for the best results. I have a question for you. Answer me in our Facebook group or on your favorite social channel. What is your favorite event that you have ever attended? Was it a workshop, conference, or summit? Why did you love it? It's okay if you can't just pick it, pick one or narrow it down. You could tell me your favorite workshop, your favorite summit, that kind of thing. Um, I have attended a multitude of events over the years, and there have been many that I absolutely loved. And I will tell you the thing that sets what I loved in an event apart from things that I didn't love. So a few little takeaways, if you will. I absolutely love events where the expectation is set and then met where I have a very clear idea of what's going to happen before I get there. I like, I like details. I like to know the itinerary. I like to know the agenda. I want to know kind of what times things are happening. How much time are we going to dedicate to each individual thing? I want to know as much as possible before I go. And it's possible that it's because I'm an extroverted introvert and I am split between decision, decision making and analytics. Like I want to plan, 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 go. 
Um, so I like to have all the information. Some people skim that stuff, but if it's there, you can look at it. And if it's not there, um, you can't. So I, I prefer when people kind of maybe even overshare what's going to happen. It makes me feel very comfortable and like I want to go. But when you do that, then you need to make sure that the expectations actually met. I have been to events where they laid everything out and then I went and they had changed it, but they didn't tell us. And I'm like, this is not what you said. So probably the best compromise there is to give a general, here's what's going to happen. Here's what it's going to look like, but don't go into the exact details until people arrive. Um, and that's okay. You don't have to give every detail. Um, and if somebody's like, uh, I need more, you could send it to them privately and say, hey, look, this is our proposed thing. This is what it's going to look like. It's subject to change a little bit, but um, there are ways you can make people feel comfortable. The other thing that uh, makes an event stand out to me as when the organizer takes the time to find out who the attendees are as individuals prior to coming, and this is for a high-level event. If it's a, a big mass event, it doesn't really uh, apply. But if you're going to a VIP event and it says VIP, then I want to be treated as though I am actually very important. I don't like when you say, oh, here, you're VIP, and then it's just a separate seating area. That doesn't seem very high-level or important to me. I prefer when you do a survey to find out, I don't know, that I'm allergic to coffee and I can't drink tea, and I actually would like a soda, like Diet diet, diet Coke or Coke Zero, something with caffeine. If you really, really want to jazz me up, bring me a sugar-free rock star. Like, that's my jam, you know? So if you take the time to find out that people have food sensitivities or food allergies or they're a vegan or they're gluten-free or, in my case, nutmeg will kill me. Don't give that to me. This is not your, like telling everybody how they get off me. Look at, look, look at me go. But it's very important that you don't poison me at the event. So if you take the time to ask if there's food allergies, then please respect that and don't put peanuts at my table, you know, all the things. Um, so if there's a general event and there's not asking those questions, I don't expect my dietary needs to be taken into consideration. I'll bring my own food. But if you've taken the time to ask what are people's food allergies, then by golly, you need to actually provide food that doesn't have things that are allergic. Because I have been to events where they ask you and they do nothing with the information. I don't like that. <laughs> so take the time to get to know who's coming, set an expectation, and then meet it. That's how people feel like you care. That's how you can let people know that uh, their attendance mattered to you. Another nice touch is when people follow up with a thank you card after the event, which isn't necessary. Like you've been to the event, you've done all the things, they don't have to send you a thank you. But isn't it nice af after you've paid, after the event has completed, and the transaction could be complete, you could be done. And somebody takes the time to say, I'm so glad that you took the time to be at my event. I appreciate you. Now you're going to get better testimonials. You might get referrals. I might come back. Like continue the experience. Keep it, keep it classy. Like just take things one step further than expected. And that type, that is the type of stuff that will make people say, yes, that was my favorite. I remember when they did that for me. It made me feel so good. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. Thanks for joining me today on the Social Savvy Geek Show. I appreciate you. Until next time, join our conversation online. Savvy?